Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If you've been a listener of this program and you've gotten to know me and my way of chatting about things, you have probably come to observe that I can get kind of nostalgic. Yeah, I often find myself daydreaming about uh, the, the fun I had as a youth and specifically the fun and the relationships I developed and the trouble I got into and the memories that I collected when I was in school, in high school and junior high and such like that. The, the, the people I grew up with, the teachers I had, the friends who uh, remain close to me today uh, were, were part of what made me you know, who I am today made me think the way that I do and uh, to has inspired me and uh, motivated me to pursue various professional opportunities and such like that. I can trace it all back to my days in high school and junior high and elementary school. I love those days. I love those years. Sometimes I fantasize about maybe someday, someday technology will develop to a point where I can take like a temporary vacation, but not a vacation in uh, space, but time. You know, you step into a time machine and maybe for a week I can go back to uh, eighth grade or ninth grade and hang out with my friends again, go to soccer practice in the afternoon. (laughs) I miss that stuff. Maybe go back to prom. That'd be neat, right? Where where would you go if you had a if you could take a vacation but not to a place but rather a time in your life where would you go five seven five zero zero is the text line shoot me a note the reason I'm looking backwards right now is because there right now here in the state of Utah and at the national level and certainly across the globe right now there are uh, states <clears throat> there are school districts there are state school boards there are individual schools charter schools uh, that are looking at what will life be like once it comes time to open the doors again and let the students back in? What, uh, what's it going to be like? You know, we've got this coronavirus, which is unpredictable. We are right now experiencing uh, essentially a, a surge or an uptick in the numbers. How do we, once school returns, how do we combat that? Under the current executive order from Governor Gary Herbert, schools can reopen in the fall. Schools can reopen in the fall. Now, part of that executive order uh, called upon the state school board to draft a document which contains within it certain requirements and recommendations for K-12 through schools throughout the state. Well, that document has been released. And the governor has reviewed it and approved it. 
and I want to share with you a few of the details from within that document, some of the recommendations and requirements uh, which the state school board will then hand down to the uh, the various districts and schools throughout the state. Before we do, though, I want to turn our attention back for just a moment to that Senate hearing I discussed with you earlier. This one where Senator Romney and other members of the U.S. Senate spoke to uh, health care leaders, Dr. Fauci, the head of the CDC and others, uh, about specifically the reopening of schools. The point of the hearing was to uh, pretty much answer the questions relevant to the, the topic of how do we get back to work and how do we get back to school? Dr. Fauci uh, had this to say. It is very important to get the children back to school for the unintended negative consequences that occur when we keep them out of school. You get that? The unintended negative consequences that occur when we keep them out of school. Now, you and I can uh, speculate uh, as to what he meant there exactly uh, in a few minutes. But first, let's hear from Senator Lamar Alexander, who also participated in the hearing today and discussed the issue of returning back to school safely. The question before the country today is not whether to go back to school or college or child care or work, but how to do it safely. Even though COVID-19 is not in general hurt young children and college age students nearly as much as older and more vulnerable Americans, there is some health risk. But in my view, the greater risk is not going back to school. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And it kind of hints at those unintended consequences referenced by Dr. Anthony Fauci. I mean, just think about it. If, uh, well, you know, I don't want to speculate about your kid. I'll think about myself when uh, I was in high school. If I were left to my own devices, if I didn't have any responsibilities and I didn't have to go to school and I'm, say, 16, 17 years old, I'm probably getting into some trouble. You know, you, you leave me twiddling my thumbs for long enough when I was that age and I'd, who knows, I certainly wouldn't be reading or studying a textbook. You know, I needed guidance for that. I needed a teacher to tell me what to do. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to uh, be scrolling through the encyclopedia trying to edify myself. No, at that age, I needed the direction. And I'm not sure I would have been so great on the on the online learning. I had to probably found some way to print off a cardboard cutout of myself and set it in the chair there when it was time for classroom instruction via Zoom. <laughs> and I'd have been outside playing. <laughs> uh, Senator Alexander continued during this hearing today, and he made reference to something I discussed with you just yesterday, this coming from the American Academy of Pediatrics. And the suggestion there from the, American, the, from the Academy of Pediatrics was, pediatricians rather, was that as state school boards and various districts around the country, as they put together their plans on how to uh, address education in the fall, that their focus must be on getting students back into the classroom. Senator Alexander continues. Guidance for reopening schools from the American Academy of Pediatricians tells school administrators the following. Our academy strongly believes that all policy considerations for the coming school year should start with a goal of having students physically present in school. The Academy continues, the importance of in-person learning is well documented. There is already evidence of negative impacts on children because of school closures in the spring of 2020. Lengthy time away from school and associated interruption of supportive services often results in social isolation, making it difficult for schools to identify and address important learning deficits 
as well as child and adolescent physical or sexual abuse, substance use, depression, and suicidal ideation. This in turn places children and adolescents at considerable risk of morbidity and in some cases, mortality. You don't need some senator to tell you that. You don't need a doctor to tell you that. You don't need some school board to tell you that. You don't need a governor's executive action or executive order to tell you that. You don't need the American Academy of Pediatricians to tell you that. You've been a child yourself, and you may have children at home who probably got pretty frustrated as this past school year wound down. Being in the classroom, being together with your friends is its some of the best parts of life. It keeps you sane. It helps you progress and grow and mature. And without it, well, you heard what could happen. And you know what could happen. The development along these lines is a document which has been drafted and put together and approved by the governor, an addendum to the Utah Leads Together color-coded guidelines. This addendum is the from the state school board and contains the planning requirements and recommendations for K-12 through school reopening here in the state of Utah. I want to share uh, a few of these items with you. There are uh, a number of categories, this one dealing with communication and training. Uh, the way the document works is it has each various category, and then it has what the state requires, and then what the state recommends. And outside of these requirements, School districts are left to uh, you know, choose whether or not to take the recommendations as they formulate uh, their own plans, which are required to be drafted, finalized, and shared with parents by August 1st. Now, one thing to remember, uh, or one thing that you should know if you don't already, is that part of, part of these plans, which each district and school must come up with, uh, has to include essentially two options. Two options to, to you, the parent, and to your children, students. The two options are this, that they return to the conventional school, that they return to the conventional learning environment with certain you know, criteria in place, maybe some distancing, maybe some arrows on the floor in the hallway to uh, make sure that students are traveling in one direction and traffic flow is controlled so as to mitigate the spread. Maybe masks are worn by teachers and faculty, maybe even students. Or, or if you're not comfortable with that, if, you, if you're not comfortable uh, placing your student, your child, back in uh, the traditional learning space, sending them off to school, then there must be an opportunity for that student, your child, to continue learning from home. Now, I asked the question earlier today uh, what people thought about that, if they were prepared and ready to send their students back to school. And if I'm honest, the responses I got back were pretty split. Some parents saying, I will send my student back to school when there's a vaccine. Others saying, absolutely, absolutely, get right back in there because I am aware of these unintended consequences which can come as a result of social distancing by students. What do you think? 57500, that's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I would be interested to hear what you have to say still. I'm in a moment going to plan, uh, post these planning requirements from the state school board, have you uh, look through there, make up your mind, tell me what you think. 
In the meantime, though, we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we will be speaking with all four Republican candidates for governor, one after the other. We're going to start with current Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox. He'll be my guest next on Live Mike on this primary day here in Utah. That's ahead on KSL News Radio.